This is my favorite gun, you know, the Beretta. Okay, I've used it in several of my movies. I think this gun is pretty sexy. You know, it's like a James Bond type, a little tiny you know, gun, but it's, it looks it's so much powerful. So in fact, hold it, you know, like uh, Alan DeLong or like uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, and he looks, uh, he looks so, so looks so elegant, and so you know, and sometimes he looks so cool, you know, such a thing. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever amazing, ever spectacular Spider Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Clone Balls, where two similar pieces of media clash to be crowned champion. Two go in, and only one comes out. And today we are yet again celebrating LGBTQ plus history month. So happy month, everybody. Uh, I hope you're feeling gay. Uh, I know I am. And we're going to be talking about a lot of homoeroticism today. And who else could I talk about homoeroticism with other than this man, the cuddly care bear himself, Dennis Whittle? Well, hello, sexy. Hello there. I, I just let everyone know if I sound a bit dodgy, it's because I'm just recovering from the plague. So I'm a bit snotty. He's not well. He's not a well boy. But we have <laughs> been to the cinemas. Cinemas. We went to uh, Cultplex, formerly the Chapel Picture House. You have to be very careful saying that if you're drunk, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. <laughs> I, and I, I'm glad I'm not drunk right now because I'm saying it correctly. Uh, but it's a Manchester-based venue, not very far from uh, Manchester, Victoria. And it's a bar uh, kind of venue, uh, has kind of street food places and also a cinema where they show cult films, much like when we went to go see demons and demons too indeed yes and we had a, a glorious time then we also saw a uh, poltergeist as well we did and yes. deep red we watched deep red. so we've been there a few times now and i highly recommend it. it's lots of fun um good atmosphere great people great staff um go check it out and they provide you with um blankets and uh pillows if you need them yes if you're if you're an aged dying old person like dennis then you may well require it. It can get a little chilly in there or it can get a bit hot. So uh, whatever you fancy. But there's gender-neutral bath- bathrooms in there as well. So so go and, uh, go and use them if you, need, if you require them. But anyway, we, ha- we are here to talk heroic bloodshed, which is a, a genre out of the Hong Kong cinema scene, um, made famous by two of the men we're going to talk about today, John Woo and Chow Yun-Fat. And we're going to be comparing two absolute action movie classics, The Killer from 1989 and Hard Boiled from 1992. Dennis, have you been looking forward to this? Yeah, I've not seen either of them for a very long time, which I think I I think it was at school 
when I saw one of them. So very, very, very long time ago. But yeah, it's um, it was a different thing for us to watch as well. Mm. So I enjoyed it. Again, it's um, a little bit like uh, our unlawful entry mm. and and um, and uh, Lake, was it Lakewood Lakeview Terrace Lakeview Lake Terrace yeah. yeah so uh, so yeah not not horror related though there is a lot of gore and violence no uh, uh, quite a bit quite a quite a bit but yeah I, I'm I'm a big fan of both of these movies and I'm looking forward to discussing them with you and choosing a winner because I think that might that may or may not be a tough decision for me but we will see so um, before we get into it Dennis. You know what we have to do. Our reasons for comparison. Reasons. Go on. Okay, so both films directed by John Woo. Both star Chow Yun-Fat. Both feature two men on either sides of the law, making an uneasy alliance. Both have scenes in hospitals. Both feature characters being voluntarily killed by their friends. Um, let's see how tonight goes. You might have to voluntarily <laughs> kill like, me. It shouldn't be a laugh at it, but it is. <laughs> it's, it is it's what happens in the films. Uh, both feature heavy amounts of homoeroticism. Both have an angry police commissioner. Both main characters play instruments. Both feature large arsenals in the finale. Both heavily influential on Western action movies from The Matrix to John Wick. Both feature the use of gunpowder in unique ways. Both films feature Chow Yun-Fat's character protecting children. Both films feature characters inadvertently hurting or causing the death of innocent people. Both feature standoffs where one party runs out of bullets. And both end with someone being held at gunpoint. Any more there that I haven't covered, Dennis? No, I think I think you've covered them. There are others, but... Um, I'm sure. I'm sure people will I, chime in yeah, and tell us. Yeah, there are, there are others, but I think you... It's the last one that makes me laugh. You know, the um, running out of bullets one. <laughs> because like it, it's it's a John Woo film. No one's going to run out of bullets. Yeah, the or they, or they pretend that they've run out of bullets. They, or they pretend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or they're like, oh, I don't have any left. Or do I have one left? It's vice versa, especially in the well, first film. Depends if they look at each other. Okay. Okay. Well, they do. They do look at each other in the killer. <laughs> Very long, loving looks. Um, speaking of the killer, why didn't you tell us a little bit? Oh, really? Fine. I'll I'll do it then. You do the next one. Well, I give my summary of of that. I'll give my summary and then you okay. do your summary. All right, sure. <clears throat> my my thing of the of um the killer is that it's a love story mm-hmm. between um a policeman and an, an assassin. A little bit of kind of jiggery pokery thrown in there, assassinations, a really, really, really crap policeman. <laughs> Even to be honest, the the only real offence that the, the, the killer does is just show this this policeman how bad he really is. Um, so yeah, and a, a little bit of kind of redemption and a bit of, bit of tragedy in the, tra- I can't even say it, you say it. Uh, tragedy. In the, but it, to me, I, it's very much, it, it's a love story for me. Mm. And I know it sounds weird, but all the way through it, looking at it, I thought from the minute they first look at each other, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I think this is, yeah, I think it's a bit of a love yep. story. Yeah. I, I, I won't disagree with you, Dennis, on any of those points because they kind of are true. But a more detailed kind of plot description or synopsis would be that uh, an assassin, a trained assassin played by Chow Yun-Fat, 
is accidentally blinds an innocent young lady uh, with the muzzle flash of his gun after he's in a shootout. And then he regrets this and he's very uh, remorseful about it and wants to help her and assist her. And there's an operation that she needs to get because she's not fully blind, but she has some very, very bad... Uh, like Daredevil. Let's not get into that again. Uh <laughs> So, so she's she's not having a good time with her eyes, and he kind of comes back into her life and and kind of tries to assist her and falls in love with her a little bit and kind of you know is trying to get the money because he doesn't really want to be an assassin anymore. He wants to give it up. He doesn't like it. He's got a friend who who used to be one, but he's kind of more like his handler now, and he's got a damaged hand, so he must have been shot in or something like that. So he doesn't really fire guns anymore, and he feels pretty useless as well. Um, and uh, we'll talk about impotency in the in the following film as well, because that that will come up. Um, but yeah, so and then we have this police officer who's trying his best. He's going undercover. Um, and he, uh, you know, makes a few mistakes in regards. A few mistakes. A few mistakes, quite a few mistakes. He, he ends up probably causing more deaths necessarily, unnecessarily and un- inadvertently than the actual you know, assassin. Usually when you watch these these films and like the, the, the commissioner like, shouting, you think, oh, give him a break. And this you're going, I agree. He's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute pants. If he was, well, you're, a, you, you know, you, you, you supervise very right, quite a few people at your job, Dennis. Would you, would you have sacked him or? Would you? I wouldn't be allowed to, but yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, he comes into the picture because he's he's asked to do one more job. He does the job, but then the people who hired him to do the job come and try and kill him. And this this officer gets a good look at him, and then it just becomes this kind of cat and mouse game. Uh, and eventually finds the woman, links him back to her, and then slowly but surely they become they kind of respect each other yet become more friendly and more kind of and they kind of you know there's a bond that's created however you want to whatever you want to call it however you want to view it professional kind of yeah you know respect for each other Mm, yeah and it kind of grows and grows and he ends up kind of just helping the assassin now i think it's arjong i think he's called um i'll double check the names in a second because i'm going to butcher most of them i'm sure i'm not even going to say them yeah well i'm going to do it because i've got the IMDb's here that I can look up and I can try my best. I'll Good try man. my best. I can say Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Yeah, you just you get all these you get all these names like Arjong and then all of a sudden it'll be like Eddie Jenny. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Um Another thing in both films have in common is um, betrayal. A lot of uh, a lot of um, exploring themes of morality, yes, and love and loss and uh, guilt and redemption as well, I think. And John Woo was raised a, a Lutheran, so I think he obviously the the there's a finale in the church, which is obviously saying a lot of things about religion and you know all those kind of things being forgiven, uh, a forgiving God. Um, he's not very forg- the the characters aren't at all forgiven in these films. Oh God, though. no! They they will shoot you with a full clip, even if you're already dead, they'll keep going. Um, but yeah, so we have that and it kind of leads to a kind of a teaming up of the two leads and kind of facing off against these gangsters trying to protect this young lady as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell it. So uh, what did you think of The Killer? It was okay. I I, I liked the set of pieces. I thought the set of pieces were, were great. Hmm. 
it dragged a little bit in the middle for me. When when it got interesting for me is the cat and mouse bit. To get to there seemed to take forever. But once once that started, you know, from when they're in the apartment and they both point the guns at each other, yeah. I thought it was quite funny as well with them, you know, not making so Jenny couldn't work out who's got the guns and things and stuff. Yeah. Well, well she didn't. Yeah, she didn't know because she met one of them and she obviously knows the other guy. Yeah. But she doesn't know their connection to each other or or Chow Yun Fat's connection to her. So it's quite a great scene. You've got these two guys that are like, they're kind of like, oh, we're old friends. And, you know, I was always better at batting than you are. And uh, no, I'm not. And yeah. calls him like little shrimp head or something. Yeah, little bee in the end. Little bee. Little yeah. bee. And that becomes his kind of nickname for him. But I do, I just think the pacing for this one's a little bit off. And it reminded me a little bit, and this is left field, of kind of like Ang Lee's Hulk. There's a lot of these um, still moments when the main character's looking out into the distance and lost a soft focus. And it's it's really strange. You have a very violent scene and then you'll have the, the main protagonist sat there on a beach looking out across the sunset yeah. with a harmonica in his mouth for no reason at all. So I, I struggled a little bit with that, but yeah. I also struggled because I couldn't read all the subtitles. Yeah, we did have some very big-headed people in front yeah. of us. Um, um, so I didn't... See, when it becomes cat and mouse, you didn't need to read them because you knew no, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, by that yeah. point, like I, I, like I, I had to move slightly because I could, I could see the subtitles even less than you could. So I was like, we sat at the back on this sofa, we're slowly sinking as well, which didn't help. And there was a lot of people with big heads just constantly wagging them, uh, so I couldn't make out. But I did like, I did like that. Um, that's what the the cult plex do is they always put on the subtitles, yeah, yeah. and they'll always, for the most part, I think, have it in its original language, which I respect as well. Um, um, it would be easier to put on the dub, sure, but I, I actually prefer Yeah, I, I'm the same. I didn't not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There were aspects of it I liked a lot, and you could clearly see when you're watching it were Western action movies oh, yeah. taking stuff. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. almost scene for scene in the church. Oh, yeah. Um, How many movies have you seen two people, well, a man holding two guns, two yeah. pistols, two Berettas? Or- two people going back to back. Yeah. You know, and, and turning around shooting stuff. So it's it's really but I think this is more I think it's more of a slow burn. I think it's got far mm. more story in and around it. Sure. I think you explore um backgrounds of the police officer and the assassin more yeah, yeah. than you do in, in the later movie. Mm. Yeah, I I just It's it very did, it's it, very melodramatic is yeah, what I'd say. And it's arty as well, yeah. I think. It's it's a bit more kind of art house. It's it's almost like an opera. It's yeah. very operatic. It's very kind of... Got a big tragedy. Yeah. I can't, I can't, can't say look. tragedy today, tra- can you? Tra- ab- tra- it's an absolute tragedy um, that you can't speak. There's a terrible, terrible that, thing. This is, this, is your, this is your disease. It's like that guy in South Park who runs the planetarium and he can't pronounce planetarium because he's got a, a horrible bone disease. Thanks. <laughs> There's lots of things I can't pronounce either. Yeah, go on. Holland and Babbitt. Right. Okay. Don't know why. I used to be able to say it. I can't now. I can say it separately, but I can't say it together. Right. Holland and Barrett. Holland and Babbitt. I'm not even putting that on. <laughs> I think you've got a brain problem. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> back, to, back yes. to the film. Yeah, it's very operatic. It's very <coughs> grand. Um, there is a lot of kind of longing shots. There's there's a lot of still frames as well, yeah, like still which, images, I, which a bit, is unusual, yeah. like very, very artistic. Uh, this is the first film he uses his trademark doves in as well. Yes, there's quite a few doves in it. Mm, um, but it kind of fits with the church and the idea of... The, redemption you know, and yeah. this, that and the other. And, it, you know, it, and it does have the, the kind of action tropes. You've got, the you know, a big bad, you've got a henchman, mm. you've got 
car chase. You've got this. You, you, so you've got all them, mm. all the ingredients in there. I just think it takes a long time, mm. and it it almost felt like it had two endings as well for me. I felt like one bit they said that's the climax. Oh, mm. excellent! You know mm. that was a really good end. And I went, hang on a minute, I've got another, I've got another forty-five minutes. Mm. What are they going to do in forty-five minutes? But no, I, I liked it. Mm. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't slag it off. I would recommend it for people to watch. Yeah. I think there's lots of really, really good. If you're a fan of film, I think it's very good to look at the transitions um, from one scene to the other. I think it's. I think it's very good the way he uses light, mm. um, yeah, yeah. silhouettes as well, mm. which I think he. Even watch his films as they go along, mm. slow motion as well. You know? Yeah, the bullet time. I I, yeah. I always think about um, Nicholas Cage coming out. Um, I'm afraid with his with his coat opening up and the yeah. birds stuff. So <clears throat> you can see all the beginnings of that. Mm. So as as somebody who's into film, you kind of appreciate that. But I want to watch action movie. I want to see lots yeah, and lots sure. of stuff. And there is that in there, and it is. Like you said it's over the top. Oh yeah. You know they don't just empty a clip in it. No. At the end. It's no wonder they'd run out of bullets, allegedly. Because they just... He's dead. Even the assassination <laughs> attempt shoots him in the head. Spoiler. Shoots him in the head, then shoots him in the shoulder, and then shoots him in the back. He's dead after the first shot. <laughs> <coughs> Leave him alone. And that stops him getting his getaway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a shit assassin as well. you got a shit cop and a shit assassin. He's a good assassin because he killed... And he's got... He changes his face as well. He's a man of a thousand faces. Oh, so a bit of grey in his hair and a moustache. Yeah, I didn't recognise him. All. <laughs> um, you know what I quite like about it? It is quite as action movies go. It is quite a sensitive action movie. Like in the in the West, we kind of have a lot of the kind of you know we talked about it before that standard kind of Clint Eastwood tough hard man. He doesn't show emotions. He doesn't let things get to him. But I, I like in this that you've got kind of both sides of it. You 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 still have a, a you know dedicated hard honourable you know heroic character, but then also they can you you see them in pain. You see them get shot. Uh, you see them fail or mm. cause people to, you see them you know f- fuck shit up like you know the the cop gets uh eat, well, i was gonna say eaten out by his, by his <laughs> commissioner <laughs> but that's a totally different film <laughs> that's a totally different film there oh dear oh dear um, will, that, will that make the final <laughs> i think so um <laughs> so chewed out that's the word i to use chewed out not not eaten out uh, <laughs> that's it that's it that's podcast has gone down the toilet now. it's all this homoeroticism i mean you know it's uh, it's 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 in the air that's why that's why that's why it came to me uh, so yeah well he's being chewed out because he um this during this deal when he's undercover like he's it's an arms deal he he has some bullets he puts in a, a gun he's checking and then and then this random cop turns up gets shot and then his partner gets hurt and then in a he gets on a tram and there's a uh, a shoot there's a shootout with this one guy who's been described as a mad dog and we're going to talk about mad dogs as well because there's a character called mad dog in the next one mm. so there you go there's another similarity and am i a dog am yeah. i a dog yeah 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 he's going back to that so um yeah so he shoots the guy doesn't hesitate she he takes a hostage woman falls to the floor she has a heart attack and dies and again they're chewing him out over the the death and he's like yeah but he he would have killed her 
He would have killed her anyway, and he would have shot other people. He's a maniac. He's a crazy. I had no choice. He'd already shot somebody. He shot my partner. He shot this. Shot this cop. He died. No one cares about that that beat cop who died, that traffic cop or whoever it was. And they're like, yeah, well, you're still rubbish. I think they should have sat him down, let him read some risk assessments, maybe plan it out a little bit better than the next time mm. he wouldn't have messed up with the assassination attempt. Mm. I think he would have had that a good a full will, health and safety. I will review. say as well, as assassination attempts go, it's not very well covered up, is he? It's just sat <laughs> in a random boat. Did, well, they mentioned that. Yeah. Did they say where were you? He was he was at the back going oh yeah look, like, at, look at those boats. It's like there was it was like oh, there was two massive boats and then just his little speedboat in between it, and he just like stands up. You know, aims and takes forever and then takes his shot and again shoots too many times and then he's just like, I'm off. Yet the boat race continues. Mm. Nothing will stop this boat race from happening. <laughs> They've shot the dignitary, but he's still going to go on. <laughs> I, I love that bit where they're like, don't worry, he just fainted. I was like, but where's all this blood coming from? <laughs> Why is his head missing? <laughs> <clears throat> what was a gunshot? Oh, it was just the start of the race. Uh, yeah. You know, what well, it's, I, I like, I also like his relationship with his best mate, cousin, uncle, auntie, whatever he is, you know, who portrays mentor. him, his mentor, yeah. because that develops and that's a proper kind of redemption for him, isn't mm. it? You know, yeah. He, yeah. Um, you know, the assassin um, spurs his life when he could have quite easily shot him in the head. Hmm. Um, and then throughout the rest of the movie, the guy's making up for it. Hmm. You know, whether he's helping him as a diversion, whether he's getting his head kicked in hmm. for other things where he's, yeah. you know, getting some money and stuff for yeah, this yeah. operation and things. So I quite like that. I, yeah. I just think the the police characters are very undercut, apart from the main guy whose yeah. hair is feathered and functional. <laughs> Again, that's a theme. We should have put that on. Everyone's hair's great immaculate. Hair, great hair. I, li- I liked when Chow Yun Fat had curtains. That was my favourite. It was great, weren't it? Yeah, I yeah. love that. L- little goatee beard as well. Little that I liked his goatee beard. Yeah, he was pretending. He's- I-, I guess. I guess that's kind of offensive because he's pretending to be a Japanese man, isn't he? He does, yeah. So yeah, maybe that hasn't particularly aged well. But uh, I-, I think China and Japan are- have always been kind of fraught with tension, anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just move the sensitivity, you know, yeah. the, the little bit of racism to one side. But, and anybody who watches it cannot escape the fact that whenever the two main stars, people, mm. policemen look at each other, they want to mount each other. Absolutely. And it's not even, it's not even veiled in anything. It's it's, not, I'll be honest, it's not even just them. Like the way Chow no. Yun-Fat is looking at certain things Everybody, and objects. It's kind every of like... Sing, every single person in this movie looks at somebody else like they want to mount them. Mm. I don't know whether it was seasons. I don't know whether they're all on it or something. I have no idea what's going on. Mm. Whether they're not at a, what are they called, oysters beforehand. <laughs> um, but every, An aphrodisiac. But I think what, what kind of cements it for me with them two is... That there's a there's there's lots of subtle touching. I don't mm. know when you noticed it, but yeah. when they when they sat around talking about, well, you don't like a police officer, mm. he gets up and touches an arm. Yeah, you know, be like what you and me do, <laughs> subtle touching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of subtle touching, subtle and you know, you can't you, you can't escape the fact that they they point semi cocked guns at each other's faces mm. and smile at each other yeah. while they're doing it. And stuff. Very like uh, that's the one thing I noticed as well in the films is that. That all of them are shooting very like it's not like you know uh, only like that sniper shot he takes is very far away. Every gun battle they get right off in close and and pretty much just shoot directly into their stomach for about ten minutes. 
And I do think I do think it shows how behind kind of Western, pretty much all Western kind of action movies were because mm. the action sequences are amazing. Mm. The realistic people, you know, when they get shot, they don't just yeah. fall on the floor. Blood splatters everywhere. Mm. They get shot back. Um, and like, if you look at the seventies, like even even the Italian um, films and you know all the other stuff were like pushing the envelope, like. You know, there's there's still the stuff to be to be borrowed and taken mm. and remade, and you know a lot of stuff like that just gets remade. Like, oh well, the English audience won't watch subtitles, so fuck it, let's just remake it. Yeah, well, it's wrong. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think you know. I think the people are missing out on stuff. It's mm. like people who say they don't watch black and white. Yeah, I don't. Are get you that. insane? I don't get that. You know, like, yeah. I, 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 like you know, if if that's what you want to do, fine. But I don't, I don't understand. It's it's only it's only the lack of color. You know, it's it's like forty years plus of movie history hmm. that they won't watch. Yeah, because it's black and white. I watched Casablanca. I thought it was amazing. It was everything. You Ooh, know, people look said. at my obsession with Universal monsters. Yeah, you know, the, and it, and that's why I don't like them in like mega hd i like the yeah. graininess i like yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff in it i found that that was quite it was quite grainy wasn't it the film yeah was, i think so it yeah. wasn't um I don't think it was anything, mass- was it? no it wasn't in 4k no but i kind of like that because it showed a bit of age and yeah. i, I kind of also white clothing tr- white track suits mm. do you think john will just kind of like bought boxes of white track suits and didn't know what to do with them I think he just bought a shit ton of white material and was like, I bet, you know what, you know what material blood shows up really well on? White. And linen. Linen, lots of linen. I don't know how anyone fights in <laughs> linen because it's a nightmare to get stains out of. It's a nightmare to iron, you know, and he looks immaculate in every shot. Even when he's been, you know, thrown around and stuff, his linen is, is spectacular. <laughs> Just, just. I mean, I mean, uh, this one's definitely the more fashionable of the, the yeah, two films because yeah. there's a, there's a, there's an air of grace and style, and you know, there's, uh, there's, there's something about. I like the little scarf he has and everything. Um, in the next one, it's very much like rough and ready cops. You know, yeah. there's nothing particularly special about the costuming, particularly, but yeah. So I think this one has a certain style and a certain originality to it as well i, like, it's, I know it's I know. still far eastern it's still far eastern cinema yeah i think that's the difference i think when you get to hard boiled it's got 90s yeah, yeah. us whatever mm. action tropes in there yeah this is still very much what you know what um golden harvest and stuff like that we're mm. putting out and yeah, i think yeah. it's very much in that vein oh absolutely yeah um john Wu said this is one of his favorite films um i think the other one is bullet in the head i've, I've yet to see but i think it's about vietnam or mm. uh something going on there but i've heard it's pretty good but um but yeah so this is one of his favorites so i think he clearly feels his artistic ideas what he likes the themes, the characters, everything seems to work in this. Um, you know, it's you know might not be as well balanced or as as snappy maybe as hard boiled. Um, you know, hard boiled is technically longer, but it feels like it goes quicker because again, it's mostly just action scene, action scene, talk, action scene, talk, mm. action scene, action scene. With this, it's kind of yeah, like you said, it's a little bit slower pace, but but it's it's not. 
I wouldn't say it was... I don't think it's a bad thing that it's slower paced. I think, again, you do get time with the characters. Like, in Hard Boiled, you probably... You don't really get to know no, no, Chow Yun-Fat very much. No. You get you get Tony Lung's character. Um, you get to know him quite well yeah. and what he's going through. Otherwise, it's kind of like, I'm a cop and you're but an I think, I, cop. I think that's the problem with not reading the subtitles as, as much today was... Mm. A lot of that was lost. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the detail that yeah, was yeah. in there, a lot of the stuff that, you know, it's probably quite important mm-hmm. as, you know, storytelling, knowing mm-hmm. what's going on, just kind of lost. And that, I think that's why it felt so long mm-hmm. until the cat and mouse, and then it kind of sped up a little bit. Then yeah. it kind of, yeah, of course, know, yeah. Got, crescendo got kind of, into it. Got going. I mean, I mean, that first, I will say that first, like, 30 minutes, I think they do kind of, they do speed through a lot of that anyway. I think the, you know, the blinding, him meeting her, him saving her from from these attackers, um, them falling in love, introducing the cop. I think that was like bam, 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 mm. bam, bam. I think maybe it's the middle portion where it's, it's kind of It's definitely like, the middle, but... Yeah, I think it's that that point where it's not quite into the action stuff. Because I think there's, there's side stories running as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. So which, because you've got, you know, the, the assassins, um, cousin, uncle, mentor, mm. and you've got... Hit the copper with his boss and his mate, and you know, telling him not to do this. And so you've got these side things going on, and without really kind of knowing that, it's it's very. It, I think it just stretches a little bit too much. Mm. I think you know, you for me, you could have cut out a good twenty minutes in the middle after he shoots mm. the the guy, yeah. and they go on the, the the bolt chase and things. After that, it real the pace really slows down. Mm. You know, his mate comes and sees him. He's playing the harmonica, which I want to point out, harmonica does, does not sound like <laughs> like it does in the film. It sounds like a flute. <laughs> and so, you know, you, you read about actors these days who, like, you know, um, like Jenna Ortega went and mm. learned how to play the, the cello just for that one scene. Mm. There's no way he's ever played a harmonica in his life. He's, he's, what is this? Yeah. Just stick it in your mouth and blow. All right. <laughs> you got it. You but got it, like, Mr. Wu. There's, there's no need for those scenes because it doesn't forward the character at all. No. Um, it it just kind of slows it down a little bit. Yeah. But I think that's, that's, again, that's very much that genre of movie mm. where it's coming from you have those moments well i think that's that's what he seemingly is doing in both films it's like you have this intense action and and furious filmmaking and camera work and blood and explosions but then he does want to bring it back down and he goes this is still somewhat reality or or this is still real characters that are going through stuff and and you know these these things are happening to them um i think that's something he does fairly well i don't think it works every single time um but i think if it was just constantly action all the way through you'd be you'd be bored you get bored after a while it'd just be too much so you need a little li- just a little bit of no and i don't mind now. that i don't i don't mind downtime i don't mind stuff that forwards the story on mm. but for me the, the 20 minutes in the middle doesn't mm. forward really forward the story on mm. I, you could argue it does because it sets up the kind of redemption for his mentor yeah yeah you spend a lot of time with him but i, I do like that character that he's I'm a good glad. he's good good character yeah, i think he's i think he's a good actor yeah. as well and and talks I, about his hand and, yeah and being useless and getting old and, yeah, yeah and um you know being honor bound duty bound and, and i love the way that both films kind of explore these gangster characters and the policemen, like especially in this one, we get a sense that towards the end of the film, that the policeman is actually becoming more like the assassin 
and then the assassin is actually becoming more like the policeman, much like a kind of very much so, like yeah. Face Off, which is a John yeah, Woo yeah. film, so yeah, which yeah. is kind of a similar thing. And 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 I like that. And I like the in the in Hard Boiled, there's that older gangster who goes, "I know you betrayed me. You can kill me. I prefer if you kill me." Because there's there's honor in that. Yeah, I understand yeah. you've got to do things you don't want to do. You know, all these uh, black and it's not all black and white. It's all just kind of shades of gray. And the characters discuss it explicitly <laughs> as well. They say they say, oh well, you, I didn't expect you, you. Don't look like an assassin. You don't look like a cop. Yeah. You know, and I don't see you that way. We we're just we're just two guys, and we both, you know, we both to do. Yeah, exactly. And they go, it's like that. It's like that. Um, you know the Jack Nicholson speech in The Departed, where it's like, mm. you know, you know, if you're at the one side of a loaded gun, criminal or uh, cop, you know, what's the difference? You know, um, and and I think that kind of comes into play with this think, as well. Again, I think they, I think um, Eastern kind of movies do the grey area really well because because nothing is black and white. Mm. Um, and I think it's similar. Western movies are brought in a lot more. That The Departed is, is spot on. Hmm. Um, well, that I mean, again, that's based it, on a heroic bloodshed movie, yeah, Infernal, in, Affairs. Infernal Affairs. Yeah. So there you go. So that makes sense why great he's discussing that those yeah. type of themes. So it it is, it, and it I do like it. And the, the the relationship is is nice. You see how it grows from kind of disliking each other hmm. to kind of respecting each other to kind of like it's like a brotherhood i think yeah. at the end i think it's kind of yeah. the respect you know he stays the, the police officer stays with him to help him hmm. you know and yeah. sacrifices a lot for that hmm. well literally because yeah, at the yeah. end you know i'm yeah, not yeah. going to tell you the end but you know no won't, won't spoil no. the end but um but yeah i i agree i think i think there is definitely within these kind of type of films these heroic bloodshed films there is a there is a brotherhood there is a a bond there is you know honor among thieves to a degree um you know they even they even talk about um it's almost like a western because they talk about that this world isn't isn't ready for us anymore this this yeah. world does we don't belong in this world anymore we've we've grown out of it this is for other the, the generations coming now we're we're in the old we're like the old gunslingers and these guys aren't going to play by our rules the world isn't going to play mm-hmm. by those rules anymore we've got to be we've got to kind of just fall aside and he's he talks about being getting old getting useless and and not being able to be the man he was supposed to be and that kind of um almost the not toxic masculinity but there's a there's a question of masculinity there yeah, like leadership and stuff, yeah isn't and and where should he be or who should he be or how should he be now that he is an assassin that can't assassinate you know um and i find i found his journey quite quite interesting again i haven't seen a lot of these for i haven't seen either of these films for some time a good few years and i will say i've I've seen hard-boiled more than i've seen um the killer but it doesn't make it any less a a good film um i think it's very strong visually it's got visual flair it's it has everything that you would want in an action movie but i think it has a lot more kind of like i was saying there's 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 an operaticness to it mm-hmm. there's a there's a poetic there's something poetic about it as well, which is I think is really nice, and it it almost feels like like a Renaissance painting, but someone's thrown a load of blood on it. It's like a Greek 
You say the word. Tragedy. There you go. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a lot of that, especially with um, the blindness. There was, mm. you know, a lot of Greek myths and stuff. There's things about the eyes and, you know, Italians love those eyes, as, we, as we've discussed. Yeah. Mostly just puncturing just them. Punch, just putting things in just, them. Just, yeah, you pieces know, just, of wood, yeah, just all like, sorts, ooh, yeah, yeah, needles. Just jab, jab, jab yeah. it right in there. Um, but, yeah, so that that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I can see I can see the, the there's a lot of Shakespearean elements as well going on and, and things. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I really like it. I don't know why the priest lets him hang out there though. There's a there's a church at the end and that's where his big um well, they, they they kind of heal him. Oh yeah, at they go the to the, don't yeah, they? And so he, they must have some sort of relationship yeah, he with says that they, church. they let me stay here and they, they mm. do something the other but it's never explained. Mm. And where are they all when mm. this is going down apart yeah. from that one guy who's, mm. you know, yeah, and he, get, and he gets shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's a thing in this film as well where where the innocent people are getting shot and someone runs in to try and save them, but in fact is actually drawing the gunfire to the innocent people. Where I'm like, you weren't, they weren't being shot at, they're, they're fine now, you know. There is a lot of collateral damage in both movies. Oh, God, yeah. Especially mm. hard-boiled. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and and I, I like, I like. well, here's, here's another thing you can, we can compare them with. The both end have these big, violent, bloody shootouts in very, like, atypical action movie places mm. like most like a hospital and a church like how often do those you know it's not very often i think you see more now throughout the years that action films have ended up in like churches but it's, you know very rarely in a hospital or something like that so um i think that's that's something again he's adding it's a unique unique location i think that that comes into play a little bit with those kind of diehard clones and the the diehard ripoffs because yeah, they yeah. go oh what location can we use now because it's more about the location than anything Passenger else. Passenger fifty seven. Yeah, exactly. Or your um, you know, uh, Under wh- whatever, Siege. whatever you want to. Yeah, Steven Seagal's greatest ever movie. <sighs> it's, but it's not a great film. <laughs> Under Siege two came. No, did it? Did it? Did it? <laughs> No, not not a not a Steven Seagal fan. I'll be honest. <laughs> you love him. I don't. Uh, <laughs> He's not a nice man. Um, so anyway, um, what else is there to say about the killer? Do you think is the the soundtrack? Mm. I thought the soundtrack was for it. Almost unlike at times, it was for a different movie. <laughs> okay, um, you know, a bit like the Italian horror movies where they have like a, a quite um, an upbeat mm. that kind of mm. you know to, to be like a very dark moment and it'll cut to another scene and then there's upbeat music will come in now where that's to distract you that's fine but it, it I, I thought the music was disjointed well do you know why dennis do tell because john woo stole the music from a lot of american films fantastic uh so that's why it doesn't sound quite all together the music so things like uh walter hill walter hill was a big influence sam peckinpah uh, John Woo dedicated this film to Martin Scorsese because um, there's a there's a kind of a religious thing in Mean Streets that he kind of borrowed for this some something I haven't seen Mean Streets so I can't say um, but yeah so it's several different movies you can look them up on IMDb I can't I can't think of them off the top of my head um, but there was a lot of films that came in to inspire this like Le Samurai as well and 
a lot of westerns and various other things. So that that is why the music is all over the show is because it's just borrowed from other places. I don't like it. No, no, I, I have to agree with you. It was kind of a little distracting because then, like, you'd have like you could you could even hear some people in the audience laugh yeah. because the music would just be like, like all they the might same. as well every time the two main members came on to the members oh hello Wait. <laughs> came on set or whatever they might as well have Celine Dion playing <laughs> you know the way they looked at each other and here oh god there's gonna be a but, lot of a lot of going down on on, on their Titanic tonight lots of going down yeah, lots, lots of eating of, out lots of- We've we've sort of eaten out. on the members on the members. We've eaten out. We've eaten in. Uh, <laughs> uh, you like putting things in your mouth. I do. I do. Well, let me have a look at some trivia anyway. Go on. Um, here's a good one. All the gunfights were improvised. You can tell every single gunfight was improvised, and not only that, because they have such strict gun laws in China, they had to import all the guns and be very careful with them. And and they use apparently they use I think they might have used live ammunition as well in at points. Um, so yeah, scary stuff. Can you well, imagine that today? That will explain the mixed match of guns they have in the, in yes. the movie. Yeah, yeah, from like shotguns, you know, early kind of Kalashnikovs, right mm. the way up to Berettas and things. Yeah, yeah, such a kind of it's just like what can we get? These great, cool. Yeah. What's that? It's a signal gun. Get John, it? John, John Woo is a big fan of Berettas. I'm I'm going to include a clip at the start of this podcast. He does like Berettas. About how much he likes Berettas. Yeah, they're good gun. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they, they kill there people. You go. They they do, I mean that's that's what they're supposed to do, I guess. Guns don't kill people. John Woo does. Well, Chang his stars does. do. Yes, <laughs> his films do. They kill a lot of people. Uh, oh, there's another thing. Body count: a hundred and thirty deaths in this film. And you see them all. Yeah, you do. In glorious <laughs> slow motion detail. It's, it's not like that one when something happens off screen, like an explosion in an apartment block or something. You don't oversee. You see all of them. Yeah, you get it all. You all get it of all. it. Yep. Get it all. Um, another thing is that we were talking about the bullet time. Like that's another really influential mm. thing that came from from this and like um, you know. But again, it's very peck and par that he mm. used a lot of slow motion. Um, if you go look at the Wild Bunch, it's you can see a lot of influence on. From the Wild Bunch into these films as well, and you always get you always get someone like Zack Schneider to ruin it by bringing too much slow motion in. Because <laughs> there are there are scenes where there's unnecessary slow motion in this, but it's quite few and far between. Yeah, but he does. That is one of his things. You know, you watched his. You know, um, Face Off. Watched Mission Impossible mm. too. The film is on two hours fifty minutes. It could definitely be an hour and forty if they got rid of all the slow motion. <laughs> He does like his motorbikes as well. A lot he motorbikes. does like his motorbikes, yeah. Yeah, his guns and his and his and it's all sorts. He likes smoke. all things. He likes smoke and stuff. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You like that as well. I do like the opening credits. I like the Chinese writing. You know, when when mm. <clears throat> um, same with like the gods. You know, gods of the Japanese. I like the way they frame the fonts and stuff. Yeah, to frame it. yeah, that's really nice. I, I like that as well. Oh yeah, that that's the thing. Um, Chow Yun Fat isn't really like he's known as being like this action star. He's not a fan of like violence or violent scenes. Like in Hong Kong, he was mostly known for kind of romances and comedies. He's a good looking lad. He is, yeah, he is. Whatever his hairstyle is or whatever yeah. his disguise is, he's a, yeah. he's a good he's looking lad. He's even a good looking lad as a Japanese man. Oh dear. 
dear. Listen, things, I didn't write it. I didn't write. Well, no, we just watched it and uh, and and criticize it. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, during the attack on uh, Jenny, the blind singer, Jenny, Jenny, um, he, he, they were like, "You need to hit harder. It looks shit." like hit harder and then he went all right then started hitting them hard they were like please stop (laughs) please stop hitting us as hard as that (laughs) and there's um there's a cut as well uh under his eye that he gets in the shootout a bit of plaster came off and cut his face just missing his actual eye um and he said i'll keep that we'll we'll make it as part of the scene we'll keep it as part what a pro i know just carries on regardless it would have been you you'd have been on the floor crying i would i would I mean, I was watching it crying. Um, so there we are. Um, also, the first DVD, which I think is the DVD I own, has has incorrect subtitles on it. Fantastic. So it wasn't until 2002. I probably would have... I don't know if I bought the 2002 version or not, but I can always double check. But the very first one was like completely the wrong subtitles. <laughs> so people will have been very confused unless they watch the dub. Um, so... Yeah, uh, very odd, very very odd. Oh, um, the producer battled with um with John Woo quite a bit. Uh, Suey, who who's he? Sark, I want to say Tark, Susie Hark. Um, so he he was the producer, and he was constantly battling. He said, "No one wants to see a film about a killer," and they were like, "Let's focus on the policeman." Um, he, he didn't get his way because the film's called The Killer. And then apparently he was very upset that the film did well. Um, and I was like, well, you're, you're making money out of this. Why is it? Because some people don't like to be proven wrong. Maybe. Maybe. I think he tore up his office or something. So so there you go. And I think there was something else as well. There was some other th- problem he had with, with John Woo as well. But John Woo does, does have a little bit of a history with his producers. Mm. Not particularly getting up. Because he has a vision, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, He's very much like, this auteur. is how I want to do it. Mm. Um, so you need an understanding producer. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. Um yeah, so I'd say that's uh, I'd say that's enough for that. Let's move on to hard boiled. Well, why don't you do the plot for this one, as you know it a little bit better? This is this is a little bit more straightforward. You've got a policeman. Actor's name again, please. A uh, Chow Yun Fat. Yep. You have him, who's investigating um, arms deals, and you have the triads, which are doing the arms deals. Then you have two triad families. One's an up-and-coming new one. One's an old family. And there's uh, a gentleman called Long who is treading the boards between both of them, hmm. having to choose a side. And as the story kind of evolves, you discover that Long is not a triad. He's actually an undercover policeman. Oh, um, Yeah, but it's, it's very good how... It, it's good how it's done because you know the sent he, he, he's sending like ciphers in, in flowers and things, which is really weird because they have to sing it anyway. Um, and a, a, again, in this one, um, the police officer again is constantly being shouted at for being crap. <laughs> he's actually very good. Um, so the, it's like a, a big arms, a big arms deal. They want to shut down triad team gang people. They become the dominant 
gang. Is it a gang? Yeah. 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 Or I, I mean, criminal. Gaggle. Or, I mean, it's like a mafia. It's like the, like Chinese mafia, isn't it? In a <laughs> can sense. I call it, can I call it a triad gaggle? <laughs> triad gaggle. If you want a gaggle of a gaggle of triads. A gaggle of triads. A trinity. <laughs> a trinity of triads. Um, and they discover that there's a, a plot inside a hospital. Um, of all places, um, and it comes very much like James Bond with secret layers, and there's this big henchman who's only got one eye because someone shot him in the other one, um, which we'll get into in a bit. Hmm. And it all kind of climaxes. <laughs> well, all I can describe is the bloodiest hospital shootout I've ever seen where everybody gets shot. Doesn't matter who you are. Hmm. Man, woman, child, dog, done. You're all, you're all in danger. Every single person gets shot. Even babies getting put in, Even babies get put put in, in danger. quite yeah. a lot of danger. Um, I don't think there's as much of the kind of on-the-nose, you know, homoeroticism no, in no. this one. It's still there. It's but still definitely there. Again, the, the, these two are separate. They come together over a common goal. They become good friends and they do protect each other. And there's, there is no in-looks again, you know. Mm. Oh, he yeah. turns around and, I am a policeman too. Hmm. Yeah. Off he goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, it's a lot faster. The pace of it is mm. is is hundred miles an hour. The set pieces from the from the first one, it's bloodier. Just not just on the yeah, kills. Yeah. It, you know, there's blood splatting everywhere. There's yeah, arteries yeah. being cut. There's you know, yeah, point blank sh- shooting in the head. Mm. Um, it's it's just it's it's full on. Mm. It's much more like a buddy cop. Yeah, yeah, and. Know. You know, there there is there's not as many side kind of stuff going on. You've got obviously Long, who's the undercover, mm. towing that line, and then you've got um, the police officer who's in a relationship with the with the woman who's getting these flowers, and in turn, she's pissed off with him because she he won't move in with her. And but there's there's nothing really. It's very much kind of like Tango and Cash, you know, Lethal Weapon, that kind mm. of. You know, even the music mm. <laughs> is very. It kept. Tango and Cash, you know, um, the like drums. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you call those drums? Steel drums? Steel drums, yeah. The action, I think, is up to 11 on it. I think the set pieces, I don't think these ones were just on the spot. They look no, very, no. very choreographed, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I think, I think they, they, were, they were using an abandoned Coke uh, factory to film in. So I think they had a lot of time and could do stuff. And they built the hospital, they built the, the other factory uh, setting where another one of the big shootouts. Yeah. And I think they had a lot more time to to do stuff and plan and plot. Um, but and, yeah, and you still you still have the redemption. You know, um, Long has had to do a lot of things that he doesn't want to do, a lot of things that he regrets. And um, and part of this kind of bringing down this this gang would be him apologizing of you know finding his way. He's you know he's, you've got all that in there. And even with the, the the main the main police police person, you know he's not committed to his his girlfriend. He's not really committed to anything apart from police work. Hmm. So he's got to find a way back as well. You know to hmm. kind of balance stuff in his life and things. Hmm. I would say. There are far more copies of this movie. Like, yes, absolutely. There's so many scenes in this film that it, it, you could play bingo with it. And if you played a drinking game, you'd be pissed within 27 minutes into it. You know, if you, that film's... There we go. Because yeah, there there's go. so many... There's the cliche. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's another one. Yeah, there's it, another one. And it, it, it's all in there. And I shit you not, a man fishing in a suit on his own <laughs> in a linen suit. 
Oh, you're, you're obsessed with linen. I just, it's such, it's such an unreal material. <laughs> you know, they are very. I mean, they're all very sharply dressed. It's, we have to give them that. It's we just so can't do anything with linen. <laughs> and like, but he just sat there. He stood there with a bucket on on this pier, hmm. fishing. <laughs> it's like, and the, the opening opening seconds of it, opening minutes, he, he's in he's in a jazz club hmm. playing the clarinet. Of course. How else? How else would you open? Do they re- revisit that? Do they balls? I mean, they go back to the club. They yeah, go but to the jazz club. They, they mention it. You know, when do you have dreams? Yeah, I have dreams of living in Antarctica. I had dreams of being in a band. That's it. That's it. That's it. So you need. But I like this one. Yeah. I like this one. I think it's one. I could read all the subtitles. Good, which, yeah. which helps. I could not, uh, um, so I had to move. Yeah, I could <laughs> read. I could read all the subtitles. Um, I, there wasn't as many to read. No, it wasn't as plot heavy. I no, wouldn't say that. no, which is not necessarily a it's bad. It's by thing. the numbers, isn't yeah, it? You, it's you like, know what's going to happen. You kind of get the gist that Tony Lung is a cop because he's trying to avoid any sort of sort of thing. It's kind of hinted at throughout anyway, but then we learn that he is. Um, I will say this one is a lot more humorous and take oh, itself yeah. <laughs> quite as seriously. There's there's moments where there's explosions, gunfire, people are dying and screaming, and there's all these babies in the kind of maternity ward or whatever you call it, and, and the the woman, the the, the police woman, um, Tequila's girlfriend, Jeremy Fat's girlfriend, comes in and she's like, "Shh, you're gonna wake the babies," and it's like. They are awake. They're all awake and they're all crying. And then they're like, look, just put little cotton buds in their ears. They won't hear all the big explosions and, again, screams of gunshots, but, which made me chuckle. But, yeah, there's a lot more kind of – there's a bit of, bit more ribbing of, of the characters. There's a mm. bit more like, ah, oh, well, you're not as good as me and I'm better than this. And you know. Tango and Cash. Yeah, and, there's, and there is kind of ludicrous moments like Tango and Cash, like when they're trying to open this, like, sci-fi door and they're coming up with all these different ways to do it. Yep. And then it just – it's two electrical cables and someone just grabs both ends of them yeah. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's just like okay and they, they they end up blowing the morgue and they both come mm. jump through the morgue on the yeah. sliding things brilliant absolutely <laughs> it's brilliant. really really good it's brilliant and there's well, a lot of, there's a lot of long shots like unbroken shots well, that, going through the corridors I, I think for me that's what sets us apart from a lot of action movies is that single mm. shot mm. where you're following up, like almost um, exactly. point of view. Yes, yeah. so un- unbroken, know, not edited. You go into the room, you come out mm. with them, you go down next one, yeah. and you, you, you spin around. It's just, you know, Daredevil, you've got that to thank for it. You know, all yeah. those single shot moments, mm. it's because of that. You know, John Wick, it's because of that movie. You've got these moments in absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's uh, like we're only real. saying that they're cliches because this is where they were done first. Yeah, now, that, now they're cliches. Ninety two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Ninety two, and and that and Killer was eighty nine. So, so this this is feeding directly into and, the know, genre. Other people may come up with you know shots that are, are like that from early movies. Sure. I can't think of any action movie that has a what twenty minutes unbroken mm. shot of people walking in that room shooting each other and things. Mm. Yeah. Like not um, off the top of my head, but it's yeah, it is really good. the action's up to eleven on it, definitely. Super. And you don't get films like this anymore. You don't get the use of kind of real guns or ammo and stuff. And it probably, you know, given what's happened quite recently, probably a good thing we can do CGI. It's convincing enough now where we can have nothing in our hand and it look like a gun and bullets look real. You know, we can we can do that, but. There's some. There is something about you know. It's like the practical effects. It's there's something about that 
that's totally unique and 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 special mm. in in its own way and as chaotic and as mad as it is there's still an order and an art to it very much so and for me as well i think i said to you it's it, it it just reminded me of like miami vice as well mm. big suits yeah. don't fit anyone you know the sort of um kind of hip hoppy um jolly type music when they were walking in the rooms yeah. and things you know lights behind them like they are heroes mm. and things also, you know, he, he's he's a he's a police officer, but he's very flawed with it as well. Hmm. He's not great. Like he gets bollocked. The, he, he needs to, in the first in the first proper action set piece, they're in a bird cafe. Did you say? Yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a cat cafe, but with birds. Yeah. So they're doing like a sting, and everybody gets killed, and his captain is saying, "I was supposed to interview any of these people. They're all dead." He went. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't have shot at me. Yeah, I think one of them he could have easily saved, but he thought, nah, screw it. <laughs> Literally there, like, because he killed his partner. Yeah, so, so yeah. he kills him, and that's that's the main that's his main kind of drive for finding and doing and you know solving this crime and solving all this, getting this one guy. This uh, I think it's called Wong. I think it was called the yeah. guy in the the guy in the different suits, always constantly in different suits. Um, yeah, he. I, I will say he was a bit. I I think the villains in this are probably a bit more cliche. Oh god, yeah. The the a oh, yeah. little bit underwritten. I do like Mad Dog yeah. because he is exactly what you think, but then a little later on you learn he's like because he he says all oh, these these hostages, these patients can go and we'll have our shootout, we'll have our mm. fight. Um you know, it's kind of because he has some sort of honor there, or something something honorable about him. And then his boss comes in, shoots everybody. And then he shoots his boss. He was like, "No, I let them go. Why did you kill him?" You, you've that was my it's word. I gave really my word. Really raw scene, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because they're letting them go, aren't they? Mm. And he just walks in with it's the like, music. I will say that I, I think maybe that the the acting and the story and the characters are a bit stronger than the killer, but I think the the action and the way it moves, the way it's edited, is much better in this. Like it's, I feel like like I, I think Tony Lung's doing quite a good job, and I like seeing Chow Yun Fat. It's very different from his character in the killer. I think. Hard Boiled as an action movie hmm. were Killer is a Thriller. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I could see that. And they're both advertised as action movies. Sure. That's what they're supposed to be. But because of because of the, the, the way the slow build in the killer hmm. and the way it goes into depth about the characters, hmm. to me, it's more of a thriller. It's hmm. more of a kind of, you know, hmm. bit of who's done it, bit of this and the other. Where this is just balls, yeah. you know. It's crazy all the way through. anyone you want. Blast abseiling down buildings with babies mm, and yeah. stuff and, yeah. you know, getting peed on by a baby because he puts his legs out because they're on fire. <laughs> yeah. Jumping out of a window with some, you know, wire, yeah. which would really rip his hand completely off. Yeah. Um, also, the only thing that annoyed me is the um, non-consistency when it comes to silences. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yep. Not the fact that the, you know, guy got electrocuted and got up and carried on working. I, again, like... They're in. A, they, they put them on. They they screw on these silences. But again, there's already been gunshots. There's already been explosions. There's yeah. already been people screaming. Why bother? And Mad Mad Dogs Uzi has a big um, silence, right? And it doesn't silence anything. No. It's just as loud. 
it's, it's, it's almost like me picking at the fact that Superman mm. can fly. Mm. <laughs> I do like I do like Mad Dog as a henchman. Like, he's, he's good. He's, he's, he's really he's, intense. Very much like a Bond villain. Yeah, exactly. He does yeah. does exactly what you need. You don't need to know much about him, but the stuff you do know, you think is quite interesting. Mm. Uh, and that guy's got a great face. He's got yeah. like a fantastic. And the fact he like gets an injury very early on, and that's mm. kind of his part of yeah. you know, punching him in his eye and yeah. stuff. So yeah, it's uh, I, I really like that, and you see it bleed and stuff, and it's like kind of more of a plastic white eye patch yeah, as well, yeah. which is a bit unusual. And yeah, I, I think he's. I always come back to him and go, yeah, he, he was always really good at that. And he does for really, me. You know, he's, he, we've gone too far, and his boss goes, "I'll tell you when we've gone too far." Mm, yeah. Well, he said, "Yeah, he said, he says, I just want to kind of, you know, I want to do what I want, and I'm going to do when I." what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, the the original script apparently had Tony Lung. It was a very different film. It was about Tony Lung poisoning milk bottles and killing babies, which they did. They, they were filmed. They started filming with that plot that they were, they were going to film with that story. And Tony Lung was a bit like, uh, I'm not sure. And Chow Yun-Fat was like, I think it's going to end his career if he, if he takes this role, because it's just such a fucked up role. Um, and after the, the the tea house shootout with the birds, they said, no, we're going to completely scrap whatever that story was and start new. And then I think that's why it became quite similar mm. to The Killer, because that's kind of where their sensibilities were. It was a different producer, but it was still, you know, John Woo doing what he does best. And I think that's why there are some similarities there. I bet I bet Hard Boiled was an easier sell to America. Oh, yeah. To oh, absolutely. Because it's, it's, it all intents and purposes it is, yeah. unlike Assassin, that is very much rooted in tradition for me. Mm, yeah. And there's, there's, I think there's a lot more, I think there's a lot more culturally being mm. said, I think in, in the killer, which is, you know, again, good or bad, whatever, whatever however you feel about it. But yeah, there's, there's, I mean, the stuff, again, the stuff I like about, really like about hard boiled, like, um, you know, I love the gunplay. I love the explosions, the bloodshed, um, you know, Tony Lung's character is really good in it. And, yeah, this like it's it's brilliant, and uh, like each action sequence, like you said, it's snappier. Mm. It gets on with it. It's technically a longer film. It doesn't feel like it is, and yeah, I, it's and it's always at the top of um, action movie lists. So you go online, top ten action movies, Hard Boiled will almost, almost definitely be in there as one of the top ten. And you've got like the the bickering over how you're going to blow this up and how you're going to do it, and you know. Mm. All sort of stuff that you'd expect in a buddy yeah, know, exactly. cop type stuff. So yeah. it's it's all there. Mm. Um, I, maybe that's why. Maybe my my palate just wanted something a little bit more, you know, shooty shooty, blowy yeah, blowy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I do understand from the assassin mm. point of view where that one's coming from. But mm. I think from an entertainment point of view, sure. mindless violence is always, you know, leave your brain at the door and watch it come yeah. out again. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think if you're going in, I think The Killer is still good. And again, I think it has a lot of points, but I think um, Hard Boiled is the one that I, like I said, I've, I've watched it more than The Killer. And there's a reason for that, because it is something you can just go, right, here we go. Uh, but The Killer is still, you know, very good in its own right. Um yeah, I I I think Hard Boiled is one of the best action movies I've ever seen. It's great. Uh, even even after seeing many more action movies since, I think it's just holds up. 
Um, it's almost like everything's a copy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we'll play, like, especially copying. the '90s. Very oh much yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, but it, then, then you get movies that copy it, but they say, you know, this is yeah. my influence. Yeah, this is where I'm. Is yeah. there pretending? You know, you, yeah. you you've got like Matrix and John Wick oh, and all yeah. who are saying, yeah, this is very much a yeah, John Wick. This is inspired influence. by, yeah. yeah, of course, like you know, and you don't get you don't get you know the Matrix without this. You don't mm-hmm. you know you know the lads. You know, they just went okay, Hong Kong cinema, martial arts, Hong Kong cinema, heroic bloodshed. You know, sci-fi, you know, Total Recall-style stuff, Terminator. Mix it all in a bag, mm-hmm. and what do you get? Um, I, I have to agree with you. I think this is uh, just just an excellent film, a fun film. Again, the story, story, I think, maybe a bit lacking here and there, and I think, you know, the characters could have been given a bit more depth. But if you want that, you can go watch The Killer, and that's got that in spades. Um, if you want, like you said, a dumb, kind of straightforward action movie that's fun and silly, yet, you know, touching, dark, and disturbing at times as well, um, why not? Why not go for hard and boiled? Hard boiled is one of the best insults or threats I've ever had, you know? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> do it all our castrate <laughs> which is not something you usually get in a movie. No, not really. Not well. The thing is, is that they're trying to evacuate the hospital. Yeah. So the guy, the main villain, owns this hospital, and he, the coppers, are trying to evacuate it because um, they're pretty sure a big shootout is going to occur. And the doctor's like, "No, that's very dangerous. We can't do that." Um, and the the female police officer bashes in the fire exit uh, fire alarm, and she's like, "Legally, you have to evacuate now because it's a fire alarm." And he's like, and then he he starts walking around, going, "It's not an alarm. It's only a. It's it's not. It's a false alarm. False alarm." And then that's when he's like, "You're an idiot. I'm gonna castrate you." <laughs> yeah, um, which was yeah. It's it's a, that's a choice line, um, but yeah, it was it was brilliant. That's the commissioner. He's kind of he's kind of like softening a bit now because it's yeah, all yeah. coming to a head, and he's like, "Well, we need to have. We need this person. We need that. We need that." And, and he gets pulled up on his ship by the police woman. Yeah, it does. Basically says, why are you always on against... Yeah. He, he's a very good police officer. He's done all this on yeah, his why own. Yeah, can, why can't you see it? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been helping. He's, you know, it's a, it's a partnership. That's good. And, you know, a strong female character as well. Which yeah. you didn't use, and, yeah. it, and, and the commissioner apologises yeah. in English. Yeah. He goes, no, no, I'm sorry. There's a lot of English, more English than this yeah. one, isn't there? Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit in, in The Killer, but not as much. But I think... For Western, this is more for Western audiences yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is squarely aimed at Western oh, audiences, yeah, which is, is probably why we we appreciate it mm. as an action film a bit more than maybe The Killer. Um, but yeah, I I've, I think it's great. I recommend, highly recommend Hard Boiled. If you haven't, if you're a big action movie connoisseur and you haven't seen Hard Boiled, what are you doing with your life? Go out and watch that. Watch The Killer as well. It's again, it's a different more subdued version of Hard Boiled. But again, a very good film in its own right. I think John Woo is a fantastic filmmaker. He knows what he wants to do. He knows how to do it. He knows to pull it off. You know, it, it doesn't always translate with a lot of his American films, I think, unfortunately. Um, but like A Better Tomorrow, A Better Tomorrow 2 are really good. They're, they're probably, I wouldn't yeah. say they're as good as these two. No. But you can see where this kind of genre is coming from and how it's developing as it goes through and chow young fats in those as well so yeah, and i think is is you know face off is probably his best oh yeah because he doesn't try anything different no it just does it, it it's, does it's basically a john woo movie yeah. with english well I, I think again it's i think unfortunately he's he's been 
it's been scuppered by, like you were saying, producers mm. and and studios not really understanding. It's not it's not got the best grasp of English. I'm, I think he's better now, but I think in the early nineties he, he wasn't. The communication wasn't great uh, with him. Like films like Hard Target, I know was edited down quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. and and um, a few others. Broken Arrow was that him? Was that John? Weir? I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it is. Might be. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think I think Face Off is exactly what I would expect from somebody who made The Killer or Hard Boiled, yeah, and, and two actors that are not afraid to just be silly and exactly. You know, and again, that's operatic. Yeah, when it takes your massive, face, yeah, off like that. The the opening scene oh, is very brilliant. operatic, yeah, over the top yeah. and bizarre, and then the ending as well. Like it, and that two what, guns, two guns all the time, yeah, as well. And and again, it's that. The, the bad guy isn't as bad as he thinks he is. The good guy isn't as good as he thinks he is. You know, there's there's that identity and morality being played with. So it's all the stuff he loves. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why that comes out. I, again, Mission Impossible 2, I, I didn't... I, I can't, Shit, mate. I can't remember it, I'll be honest. I, I we it. recently watched them all because okay. Amy's not seen them. Yeah, so we yeah. recently watched them all. And obviously, for me, to get better once they become like action movies... You know, um, and they've got that continuity in it. But, you know, there is, there is elements which are quite good. I like the way, you know, the, the stunts, you know, with the knife and stuff, he does all them himself and yeah. the rock climbing. But oh, it's just, it's so over the top, you know. Yeah. I will find you. Yeah. Jumps out of the building. You know, it's just, it's, it's not Mission Impossible. No. Well, and that and that's the thing. I think, you know, John Woo doesn't have a... A connection to that franchise, he won't have watched it. I doubt it. I mean, he likes American, like he likes westerns. He likes those type of things, like Wild Bunch as mm. well. Like it's got a lot of standoffs in that. Um, you know, that's that's his bag. I don't think Mission Impossible was ever his bag because it's a lot of guys in suits sat around talking. Mostly. Big Hollywood movie though, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, a big no. Hollywood. Well, I wasn't. I like Brian De Palma, but I wasn't a massive fan of that first Mission no, Impossible. I didn't. Think, I don't think it was that good. I, I think. I think th- three. Is it Brad three, Bird. Yeah, that, that's the Ghost Protocol fourth one, isn't it? I think, I think third one is okay. I think that's yeah. picking it up. Yeah, yeah. I think when he starts, when the bad robot stuff, you know, Petunia mm. and he joins yeah, yeah. with them, I think that's when they start yeah, becoming... J.J. Uh, Abrams yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think that's when they become... He directs the third one. Good movies. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. I think it's one of the only franchises I've seen get better over time as yeah. opposed to worse. I also think the, good, the, the supporting characters are far better in them mm, as well. Yeah, I'm glad they keep them around as well. Yeah, like, exactly. Constantly killing them off or anything. Yeah. And then bringing old cast members back. Like I know the most recent one's going to have some, the, one of the old guys from the yeah, first yeah. one's coming back. So I like I like that aspect. I guess it's kind of like a, a more adult or more mature, you know, fast and the Furious kind of franchise. And they go, hey, this guy's back. This guy's back. This person's back. I'm not a fan myself. I've, I've, I mean, I saw one and it was fine. I didn't hate it. Um, but I can see why people dislike I, it and I can see why people like it. I don't see like why it. people like it. All right. But carry on. Yeah. So, sorry, Dennis. My God. Didn't know you hated the Fast and the Furious so much. I don't, I don't hate it. Why are you so furious about the Fast and the Furious? I don't, I don't hate anything, really. Okay. I, dis- I strongly dislike certain things. But right. when you have a movie... Um, that made over a billion because the main star died. I don't think that's something that should be celebrated. Mm. And I, 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 have, I have an issue with that. And then they keep bringing... The, the Dark Knight made a lot of money, though. Yeah, but it would made a lot of money anyway because it's a damn good film. Mm. Dark Knight... I guess, I guess it's based on Batman as well. Yeah, and Dark Knight, to be honest, is is a movie that transcends whether you're into 
um, superhero movies are not. Mm. You know, I think it's a good movie. Mm. You know, like I always say about Winter Soldier, I think Winter mm. Soldier is a good movie, not a good superhero movie, a good Marvel movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. And that's what you need um, with these sort of things. I, I just I just don't understand how a guy driving a car who mumbles through his entire script and is that Italian, he gets married in a, 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 a white vest. <laughs> you know? I just don't understand why people love it so much. Even I'm not that Italian. I'm barely, I'm barely like an eighth Italian. I just um, don't get it. Uh, I don't either, Dennis. But before you go on a massive rant about I've, it... I've stopped now. Let's decide okay. which film is the better film. So you know the categories, Dennis. Do I? So I will remind everyone yet again. So our categories are for comparison, writing, acting, music, cinematography... And direction, and I've got tiebreakers if we need them. So, Dennis, what film had the better script? That's really tricky. Mm. I'm going to say Hard Boiled mm. mm-hmm. because I think there's a bit more riffing off each other, and I think the definitely a bit more humour. Yeah, and I also think the dialogue that's there is not wasted. I think there's, there's no kind of wasted silliness or mm. over lots of conversations that are not really needed. But then again. I didn't see most of the dialogue for the first one, mm. um, but I, I did. There was a lot of talking, mm. um, and for an action movie, talking isn't probably the, the the what you want, is it? Really, you need some. You need some, obviously. <laughs> but um, it's like it's like um, Avengers. You know, when they all sat around talking about what they're going to do with the, the cards. Nobody wants to go and watch an Avengers movie or Captain America movie. People just sat around talking about stuff. Nobody, nobody wants to go to a Star Wars movie and then they discuss. <laughs> Trade blockades, exactly. And trading rights, yeah. So I, I think, I think from that, I can't, I can't. I think, I think the dialogue's very similar. I think it, it's it it forwards the story well. Mm. Um, I think the stories are written well. I just think for me, hard boiled. I, I think it's the the kind of you know backwards and forwards and the kind of ripping. Mm. Even like the female character mm. with with the with the inspector and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she is better written yeah, than yeah. the female character yeah. in, in The Killer. But I think what you were saying earlier about The Killer being like a Greek tragedy, I think for me the the ideas that he's playing with, the, 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 the structure he's created and the, the characters and, and how the, the plot moves along, yes, I do think it might be a bit slower than hard-boiled, but I think as a script, I'll be I'll be honest. I think the killer has a bit more meat on the bone as a, as a script itself, as a story. Um, I like Hard Boiled, but I think I think the main thing that ties that together is those action sequences. Um, so for me, I'm going to have to disagree with you, okay, and say I think the killer just has a stronger story, uh, stronger characters. We understand the characters a bit more. Um, but I can absolutely see your point with Hard Boiled. You see, you are right. <laughs> you know, look at it from that point of view. If you just step away from the dialogue mm. and look at the way the story is written. Because we, we end up at this hospital. Yeah. And it's it's just their base of operations. We don't get there's never any real hint to it no, being the base. It just appears, doesn't yeah. it? There's no investigation that leads us to that. Oh, I hate it when you're right. <laughs> It just kind of happen. That kind of happens. A lot of things just kind of happen. Again, they're very enjoyable. They're fun. They're frenetic. We know what the characters want and do and everything, but it doesn't have that operatic grand. Yeah, from a story perspective, Hmm. killers far better. Yeah, from a dialogue perspective, I can't 
it's it's tricky for me because I didn't see yeah. most of the dialogue. Mm. But because the story is what drives a movie, mm. uh, I'm going to change my mind. Sure. If you want. I, I'm going to go with <coughs> Killer. <coughs> <laughs> that does happen sometimes. You, you're allowed to change your mind, Dennis. But, yes, yeah, so writing goes to the killer. Okay, so next up is acting. Killer. Yeah, why? Yeah. Why? Because there's far more emotion in it. Mm. I think it's far the same reasons for the what you're just saying there. Mm. Every scene is is put out there. You know that you know when people die, you feel it. Mm. Um, yeah, there are scenes that are drawn out, but it's there for necessity. Mm. So I think f- there's not much acting going on in Hard Boiled. No. Like you said, I think the camaraderie is mm. is really good, and the humor is is much better. But you've been been there and seen it. I yeah. think I think with Killer, mm. I think again it's very rooted in tradition, and I think yeah. a lot of these sort of stories are you know. When you know you, you go and look at any of these things on stage, mm. the you know the the, the acting's always better. So I, I'm going to say the killer. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 going to agree with you, Dennis. I think I think again we we spend a bit more time with the characters. We see them go through these emotions. You know, yes, there's a quite a few scenes of them just moping. I will say that there's a lot of that. But... I watch Batman, loves them. It's a brooding, all the brooding. <laughs> Give me more brooding, please. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think the the I, th- I think they've just got a lot more to work with. It's not just guns going off. No. As much as that's enjoyable, as as well as that is. Every character, every main character has an emotional journey on it, mm. which you don't have in a hard boy. No, because we, like I said, we don't have much time with Chow Yun Fat. We just, he's just like, I want to get my, the revenge on the man who killed my partner, mm. and he didn't. It seemed like he very much liked his partner. I never got, I never got the, I never got the sense. He was like, he was like, what are you doing? You've been shot. You're a fucking idiot. Stay here, and then gets killed, and then, and then, oh, I've got to, you know, I felt, I felt more. For him, when you know, when he thought she was in danger, or his friend died, yeah, like when he shoot when he's shooting his friend in the head in that church scene, is like, please kill me, yeah, yeah, because I don't like, and he is absolutely, he's like, I can't believe I'm going to have to do this, and you know, and shoots him, is much more is much power more powerful than than what we see when when Chow Yun Fat's partner dies in Hard Boiled, yes, and and we get that journey because we we see them bond, we see them betray each other, we see them point guns at each other, we see them love each other, friendship, and then we get to that point and we earn that. And it's you also have, with with Killer, it's hinted very early on that when, when he goes into the bar to mm. do his thing, she's singing and he's looking at that he's got a bit of attraction to her, yeah. but he's really got to work hard at that afterwards to try to get it, you know, reciprocated. Mm. You know, with she she ends up knowing if everything that he does but forgave him for it hmm. and and is in love with the man who's trying to do the sort of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Killer. Killer. There we go. Is this surprising for you, Dennis? Or? Um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. Music. Uh, hard-boiled. Hard-boiled, yeah. yeah. I'm not even going <laughs> to... Don't, don't even have to explain that. <laughs> well, yeah, we've, we've uh, we read the IMDb. We, we yeah, know. Yeah. We all know. So uh, that, that's an easy one. Yes. Uh, so that's two to the killer right. and one to hard-boiled. So here we go. Cinematography. <laughs> oh, oh it's killer. Yeah? Yeah, because it's... He, he's he's learned... It. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The way he frames the shot, mm. you know what the problem is. Go on. He's in Ad Boiled. He's made a nineties yeah. American action flick. 
Correct. In Killer, he's made an Eastern melodrama tragedy with with guns. And you have these long shots. You have this, you know, you really know where they're from. You really know what the, what the streets are like. Hmm. You just want you know, when, when she gets attacked and he stood there watching her, hmm. you know, the colours of that as well, you know, blues and... Um, I think if I don't know whether it was on purpose, but the 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 copper and the they have slightly different color palette as well. Mm, yes. Um, and then when it's when it's bright, like on on the bolt stuff, it doesn't shy away from the 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 blood or the or the kind of horrors and things, mm. but it's kind of hidden amongst this kind of like festival. Mm. Um, and you know the long sweeping shots of that are are really nice. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Don't smile at me. Hey, I'm, I'm just... Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm, you, you have to, wouldn't you? Because yeah. it's... it's if, it were, if, it were compa- if it were comparison, Lethal yeah. Weapon with, with, with Hard Boil, I think that would be easier. Yeah, yeah. Because... Because they're very... They're much, yeah, 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 much yeah. more of and, a similar nature. And, I, and I'll stand by my... I think Killer is a thriller. Yeah. I think it's in the same sort of vein, you know, as, as kind of the 70s type, you know, French connection, that kind of stuff, and bullet and things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's more of that sort of movie than a, mm. you know, balls out action movie. Mm. So from a cinematography, it has to be better because it has to give you that sense of things. You have mm. to look at wonder and stuff. You have to you have to know where they are. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, killer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> what do you mean? This is the point. This is the point of this. We have to choose. We have to decide. And and sometimes it will surprise us. Like like my last, the last one we did, I didn't expect that film to win because wow. I thought that was technically not the better of the two films. It's not the film that I enjoyed the most, but artistically, I thought there was more merit in yeah. it. And and that sometimes is yeah, the yeah, way this yeah. falls. And that's why that's why I love this this format so much. Um, so. Um, so yeah, so we've had, uh, so that's three to Killer, and we've got one for uh, Hard Boiled, and what are we going to give Direction? The fact all the fight scenes, gun sh- scenes in Killer were ablibbed hmm. and stuff, he didn't really have much to do with them. No. But he mega choreographed all the fight scenes hmm. and stuff in Hard Boiled, and that's what I'm only going to base it on. Hmm. So I'm going to go for the fact he did his full job. Hmm. I'm going to go for Hadboil. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think the cinematography is definitely better in in The Killer, but I feel like we've got... We've had three years on The Killer, and he's learned his craft. He's a bit more comfortable. We He knows what he wants to do, knows how he wants to do it. He's seen those action movies. He's seen the diehards. He's seen the lethal weapons. He's gone, right... I'm going to do my version of that. And I think, like you said, though, like this is still one of the most influential action movies ever made, if not the most influential. Yeah, you don't become that, that yeah. big without, you don't, you you know, d- you without don't, a director. Yeah, exactly. So that's why everything is John Woo's this, John Woo's that, because people know that name and they associate him with this art form, with these characters and these type of films. And and he's excellent at it, and and that's for me some of his strongest stuff. I love the quieter moments, the more peaceful moments. But I think I think you're right. If we're talking balletic, gorgeous, um, you know, choreographed and staged and edited, and on, on that scene, single shot scene alone, hmm. he would win most awards. Oh yeah, because that it's difficult to do. Hmm. It's seamless. Hmm. 
you know, and and, and that's that's a director. It's the timing as well. It's the getting at the, the height of his right. powers. You yeah. know, that's a director who knows what he wants. Mm, absolutely. So that's why I would go for hardboiled. Go for hardboiled. Okay. So we have a winner, Dennis. Do we? I don't think we do. <laughs> Best of five. Best of six. <laughs> no, we've got one. So the winner is the killer. But I enjoyed it less. Yes, same same with my last podcast. It's weird, isn't it? Same with my last podcast. I enjoyed, uh, spoilers for that, if you've not listened to it, I enjoyed Grizzly Moore as a film because yeah. I had a blast with it. But actually I preferred Prophecy when I started discussing it under these categories. Do you think Do you think it's because, you know, like action movies and things and, and, and those, we kind of want that. We kind of want, hmm. like, we know Maybe. what we want from action movie. We know what we hmm. want from a horror movie. Hmm. So when you get something like Killer or something hmm. like... Um, Lakeview Terrace or Unlawful sure, Interest, sure. stuff like that, mm. that the one that has a bit more thought and a bit more mm. behind it, they're the ones, because you, you know, you know, the cinematography has to be good because it's got getting captivated straight away. It's got to be this and the other, mm. where, you know, you start off with someone getting the red blown off. That's kind of, right, done, yeah. fine, I'm on it. Good, yeah. I, I don't know if, I, I try and keep the same categories every time because I, I want it to be fair. Yeah, I want yeah. it to be totally fair every time. And I think, I think you are right. I think, Though there, there are, there, like we went through them, all the different similarities that there are between these two films, I think you are right. I think a better comparison may have been an American buddy cop movie in some respects, but that's not what we've done. No. We've compared these two films. And, and, and again, why, you know, they're being shown as a double bill. There's a reason that, for that. The list could have been endless with comparisons to Absolutely. it. You Absolutely. You know, we didn't put down the, the flashback scenes. We didn't, nope. There's lots of things we could have added. Absolutely. And, and people will tell us, I'm yeah. sure, there'll be more so, reasons for comparison. There's loads of comparisons. I just think the different. I just think, hmm. you know, there's time gone by, different movies. He's done, you know, looking at Western cinema a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's got one foot in tradition and one foot in Western. In in Killer, they're all, you know, in yeah. Tradition. Not, it's it's like a nice cocktail, yeah. of all those inspirations, all those directors and films and ideas, like Taxi Driver. He talks about as well, yeah. Mean Streets, all of those. Uh, and he just puts them in the mixing pot and he makes something quite original, in, mm. a, in a sense. Um, and you can see where those influences have come from. And again, you can see the influence on Hard Boiled as well. Mm. But again, nothing wrong with Hard Boiled, but it's not as interesting a film. It's not deep, is it? It's not deep, no. It's, it's very much... If you want a, an action film that you want to turn your brain off to, easy, yeah. done. And I, and again, I will probably watch Hard Boiled more often mm. than I will watch The Killer. Because you, you, you watch movies to be entertained. Absolutely. So you, you sit down and watch a movie, you can turn your brain off for a bit. Like, you know, we're both of them, I like lots of different movies. Mm. Um, and, you know, controversial movies or mm. art house movies. And, you know, the, yeah. that one at the moment, the, the Irish one. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin, yeah. I want to say. You know, that's a movie that stuck with me since I saw it. Mm. But I'm not going to watch it again. No, you don't need to. No, I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. Requiem for a Dream sticks with me. I'll never see that again. You'll never have to see that I'll again. I'll never watch that there again. There are bits in that that will stay with you. Yeah. You know. On my deathbed. You, you know, you could have watched it with friends. It would still be shocking. <laughs> um, but I'd watch, you know, Predator. Yeah. Predator 2. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. But exactly right. I really, really enjoyed the movie because we want to be entertained. Yeah. We don't need to, We don't need to have, you know brain surgery to watch a movie sometimes you just want no. to kind of forget about yeah. our daily shite mm, that's true 
Well, I was I was entertained by both these, and I mm. I very appreciate uh, you coming to see them, and thank you, uh, Cultplex, for giving us the opportunity to watch them both on the big screen, which we've never done, and I'd never seen it in Cantonese with subtitles. I'd only seen the dub version, which I still enjoy in its own right. A, du- a bad dub is is entertaining in mm. its own right, you know, in, next to the movie. I don't I don't link them. It doesn't put me off the movie. I still love these movies, even with the dub. Um, so yeah, really, really. And the good. first cinema I've ever been to has given me a blanket that is right yeah they were looking after you they knew you were we said you were poorly and then they come and said oh if you're a bit cold in here because it can get cold um it was fleecy it was fleecy in fact it was too hot once i had it and, on. it, and then you had the sofa to yourself because i couldn't see the yeah, subtitles so I properly so a, sprawled out with, yeah. with multi-cushions and yeah. things like home from home yeah it's great it's great check it check it out it's a really nice place so there's i'll leave a link in the show notes um i was this week we were supposed to do our uh, byzantium versus only lovers left alive with tonya and Rhea, but unfortunately i had to cancel due to my internet being shit and also i'm not sure when this is going to come out comes to my internet still being shit so uh but they will be that will be out next and hopefully i'll get some more patreon stuff out dennis you're still not on the social media no didn't think so uh so yes with me you know where i am at if you've if you've not done it already it's all in the show notes spider dan and the secret boars so uh join us over there if you want to get fully briefed on the secret boars spider dan and the secret boars.com uh review like share comment subscribe etc and don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us and please subscribe to the pop culture collective newsletter to find out what myself comics in motion and all the other related podcasts are up to week by week i will also leave that in the show notes as well uh, i'd like to thank my patrons on patreon i am jack's musing simon cotton paul Mellon, max burns scott hodgson mike burton angry andy tonya todd and tony farina thank you for your continuing donations it is very much appreciated and helps prattle world keep on turning and if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast please consider it so uh goodbye dennis this has been uh, a homoerotic of of days, lots of lots of eating out and members. I and... just don't understand why you had to do it naked, though. Mate. <laughs> They're not going to let me back at Coldplex now. I are just they? don't. I, you know, I, I, when I turned up, it was you were there in a loincloth. Within thirty mm. seconds of me being there, you're there naked. Why do you think I wanted to sit in a darkened room to watch these films with you? Because well, I wanted I'm, to. I'm just, I wanted to grow our friendship. I'm just. I'm just. I've happy got. That... Di- I've got a deep admiration and respect for you, and I, I look longingly at your listen, face. Listen, mate. It didn't bother me. I just glad that everything was wipeable. <laughs> Right, on that note, Dennis, uh, yeah. let's end <laughs> Let's end this. Uh, thank you for Cheers, tuning in, guys. You. Go and watch some heroic bloodshed uh, while we not shed any other bodily fluids. Cuddle. Cuddle. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Have a nice cuddle. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks again. <laughs> See you later. Bye.